This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Coach Charlie. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And one thing that I just love about our show is that we get folks who call in about the torque converter or the cylinder heads, and you can give them a tip. But we also get folks who call in to ask, you know, can I really wait between oil changes? And and you help them, too. Today, we're going to talk about changing the battery, and I'm wondering where that falls on the scale of, can I do this? Well, I think that anybody can change a battery if they got the tools they need to. But one of the main things when changing a battery, since everything is so technology uh, technology related, well, that means we got to save all that information when we change that battery, or we lose all that information. Oh, that I never, I never even thought about that. I was thinking the safety of electricity but let's let's talk about saving the information well saving the information on the vehicle uh the thing is when you change your battery you need to get a battery saver okay it's a little nine volt battery uh apparatus you can get them at any parts store and usually what they do they hook into where your phone uh jack is or it used to be called the cigarette lighter powerpoint hook it in there and the nine volt battery saves what's in the computer Okay, this is my mind. I prepared for this show, and this is just blow my mind. So what are the types of information it saves? Okay, so first thing, on a lot of these radios out there, they have, once they lose power, they lock up. It has a code. You've got to go find the code to unlock the radio. That's on a little bit older vehicles. And now you have a relearn process. Okay, so maybe your station's on your phone. Maybe your uh, seats, maybe, you know, where your seats, maybe you got them programmed for one or two people getting in there. Uh, all of that is saved with the battery saver. I have always wanted one of those fancy pants because I'm a, I'm a, over five foot, and my husband's a six foot person, and I've seen those ads where you can push the button and it does your mirrors and your seats and stuff. That that maybe in two or three more cars, I'll be able well, to get that. But all of that is saved. Wow. Okay. Now, wow. if you do not put the battery saver on there, you lose all the information. You do not lose the information in the main computer. Okay, but it's a helpful thing. Yes. And if where would you get one of these battery savers? You know, you, you can get them at any parts store. They would have them. Just ask them for a battery saver. Are they less than fifty dollars or more than fifty dollars? Less than fifty dollars. Okay. They're very inexpensive. But if you're going to change batteries, and you never know when you have to change a battery in a vehicle, yeah. And so buy. It's always good to just keep that in your glove box in case you need it. Oh my gosh, that is wild. Well, good morning, everybody. Hey, Liz. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. I have a car question. Very important. I was waiting for Thursday to ask you. Okay. Can I plug a run flat tire? No. <laughs> um, if I take my car to a tire place and ask them, can they plug this tire, what will they tell me? They no longer recommend plugging on any tire. Well, not plugging. Patch, patch it. Going patch inside, it not inside. plugging. I'm sorry. Well, let's talk about a run-flat tire first. A run-flat tire is that the sidewalls are very strong. Most uh, tires, the sidewall is very uh, soft. These are very hard sidewalls, and that's why they will run flat. Okay, so the sidewall is holding the vehicle up. 
Okay, so by it holding the vehicle up, that is what uh, holds that vehicle and where you can run 50 or 60 miles on that tire. Well, of course, I have a nail and a screw in my right back tire. I don't want to keep putting air in it every two days. I'm not going to drive like that. So my options are... Take the tire out, take it to the dealer or well, to not a the tire. Dealer. I've already done that. Or a tire. They don't patch, you know, Mercedes. Yeah, they they, don't, they don't do that, so I'll take it to a tire place. Yeah, they want to replace it. Yes, okay. I like it. So what you could do, they could take the tire off the rim, and they could patch it from the inside. That's what I want to do. I mean, and that, yes. is that the option? That's your other option. Very good. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, any, We can't say the names, but any places uh, better than not... Uh, any tire any place. Any tire could do place. It. Okay, right. good deal. Now, I will tell you one thing. Instead of you having to replace that run flat tire with another run flat tire, you can replace it with another same size tire that is not run flat. That was another question. Thank you for asking because I was wondering at, at a point, would I have to continue to get run flats if I don't want them? Uh, no. Very good. You can replace it with the same size tire and everything and the same speed rating. And you just understand when you have a flat, you have a flat. Very good. So I can um, get the tire patched. All right. Yes. Yes. We're talking about changing out the battery in your vehicle. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Okay, Coach, we talked about the battery saver. Before you even think about changing out your battery, the battery saver saves your information. Well, we're going to focus on changing out the battery, not necessarily whether... It is the battery or not. Are there any, when you're going to change out the battery, what safety tips do you need to worry about? Okay, the first thing I want to let you know, don't just change out the battery just to change it out. Because so many people do just say if that battery light comes on, automatically they go change the battery and it's the alternator or maybe a wire. So you want to be very careful about that. But the main thing you need to learn is that you always disconnect the positive wire first. Make sure you get disconnected, and that's usually the red cable. Always disconnect it and then disconnect the negative. Okay, and then you always put the positive on and then the negative last. Okay, so you want to make sure on those, and you always want to make sure that the battery is the right size for the vehicle. And I'm not saying the right, just the right size and dimensions. I'm talking about the right amperage for the vehicle because all batteries are 12 volts. So we got to talk about the amperage that are in the vehicles. So you want to make sure that that battery is made for your vehicle exactly. We talked about tools last week. Uh, does it require any kind of special tool socket? Most of the time to change that battery, you're going to use a 10 millimeter That's uh, to take off the uh, hold down uh, bracket and to disconnect the wiring. So it's very simple. And, you know, this, these are batteries with terminals. Anything you need to worry about the safety when you've got the terminals when they're exposed? As long as you don't let the positive and negative touch each other while they're on the battery, once you disconnect them and get them away from the battery, there is no danger. The danger is when you put them back on. Great. Are there any uh, things, pieces you might lose? Uh, you know, could you could things slip down or anything? Do you need to be careful about losing parts? Just make sure you put your nuts and bolts that you take off because there's only really maybe one or two for the battery uh, hold down bracket, and then the rest of it, the clamps are self-explanatory. They come off, and they won't come off the vehicle. When I was looking at the to our tools show 
one thing I saw was like a great big kind of like how you'd think about people moving an ice block. They had like a thing for lifting batteries out. Is that needed or can you get your fingers in there to lift it up? Sometimes it's very tight. You can get your fingers down in there, but they're very tight. Most of them have a uh, handle on them or a strap on them. So, but they're very tight. And now let's think about this. Older the battery, stronger the battery, heavier the battery. So, okay. older the battery, stronger the battery. That means more amperage, heavier the battery is to be to get out. So you want to be pretty strong to pull one out sometime. I was so mad because we went to one of the auto parts store, and I wanted them to test our battery in a different car. And they needed to get some information that was on the battery, but it was under a strap, and we couldn't, we couldn't. That's where you had to remove that, that uh, hold down a bracket, and then it's underneath yeah, there. We now, let's that. talk about the different type batteries that you have in that vehicle. Now, you have a maintenance-free battery. Okay, those are where you do nothing to the battery. Then you have a serviceable battery. Ooh, a what? A serviceable battery. Serviceable. Right, okay. and that's where you take the caps off and you put water inside that battery. Okay, wait, I thought that was old-timey. I didn't think we put water in batteries anymore. They still have batteries like that. What does it do? Okay, well, what it is is where as you drive your vehicle and that battery gets hot and it's charging, the water evaporates. Okay, as it evaporates your battery goes down. So by the caps being on them, you take them off, you can put distilled water or tap water. You're supposed to only put distilled water, but you can put regular water in them, and that battery will stay good. So that's a that's a different type of battery from the maintenance-free? Yes. Oh, okay. You can't do anything to the maintenance-free. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, but the other one, you can service that battery. Are those cheaper? Yes. Ooh, okay. Do they, do they like, sell those at... They Places? still sell them at the auto parts store. Oh, okay. All right. And you can get them at the dealership as well, but they're a little bit more uh, uncommon in some of these other vehicles uh, because according to where they are in the vehicle. Okay. When you know you need to replace the battery, you're sure you're sure it's the battery. You've taken all the, the leads off. You've removed the battery. Do you need to do anything to the new battery before you put it in? Okay. Once you put it in, go ahead and strap it down. Then you can take a battery cleaner and clean clean the top of the post, okay, because they're going to come a little blackish looking because it's lead. You'll clean the top of the post, and then you'll clean your battery cables themselves, to, and then you'll put them on. We had a car that had battery corrosives, and you got something that kind of looked like a baby bottle cleaner or some kind of wire brush thing. Is that That is that's the cleaner. That's what you'd use. You can use that to clean the post and the cable itself. Okay. What about... Uh, I thought you were having a go at me when you were talking about light bulb grease or something, but do you need to have any kind of goop or something to put on? Well, I hate to tell you, the auto parts store tries to sell you that every time. Uh, I don't put it any, anything on the battery post because what happens, it still corrodes over time, and what happens, the acid, uh, the battery produces gas when it discharges, and as it produces gas, it's hydrogen, and it just, it'll put that green uh, powder on those batteries. Okay. And if you have grease all over it, then you got it everywhere. Now, after you've got it in, everything's in there tight. Anything else you need to do? Yeah, one of the main things is that once the vehicle it goes through a relearn process, uh, I know there are some Toyotas out there that you put a new battery in it and lights stay on the dash. 
because it has to relearn everything that that vehicle already had in it. Just maybe it had to relearn the way that you drive the vehicle, how you accelerate. Maybe the throttle position sensor needs to relearn that. Okay, so it has to it'll go through a relearn process for the computer. And what do you do with the old battery? Well, uh, they recycle all these old batteries. Make sure you don't just throw them out on the ground or anything because they're full of acid and sulfuric acid and water, and, you know, so that's not good for the planet. But what they do, they take them to a recycler. And right now, if you don't turn a battery into the auto parts store, it's going to cost you 20 or $22 oh, for the old battery. So do you, like, put get a, a deposit when you buy a battery that includes, like, a deposit? In yes. You? Okay. So they're going to charge you for a core. It's called a core when you bring that battery back they give you $22 back if you've got a question send us your emails auto at mpbonline.org we're talking about changing out the battery or whatever you want is your car under recall mine is I just found out yesterday we've got a li- we've got some information about that you're listening to autocorrect on MPB think radio. Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-THE-NUMBER-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 with a replay Saturdays at 11. So recent recalls. Tesla has recalled nearly 130,000 vehicles for an overheating CPU uh, that may prevent the center screen from displaying rearview camera image, gear selection, windshield, visibility control settings, and warning lights. This is mine. There's a leaky fuel hose that prompts recalls of 2013 and 14 Hyundai Sonatas. So you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov recall, put in your VIN, or find their Safer Car app. We're talking about changing out your battery, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is 
auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Fulton and talk with Rebecca. Rebecca, we're so glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question for Coach? Yes, um, this has been years ago, but but I uh, I broke my leg and my dad was a was a, um, a used car dealer at that time, and and so he swapped out the vehicle so that I could have a car to drive. Well, um, I had to drive. I, you know, drove to Oxford. Anyway, the point of it was the guy tried to sell me a battery when it wasn't the battery that was wrong with it. It was the alternator. So, you know, he and, and my dad told me that, you know, that he was not going to pay for a battery if, you know, because you know, it could be the alternator. And it turned out that it was the alternator. So, you know, you have to be careful about, about people selling you stuff when you don't need it. Well, that was the very first thing I wanted to say is that make sure, as Liz says, make sure it's a battery first. Don't just go change it just to change it, you know, because a lot of people do that. Thank you so much for that precautionary tale, Rebecca. Thank you. All right. So if you have a, if you think it's the battery, that's when you check the amp. You check the amperage, okay? Because, okay. like, say, a battery that has two volts, uh, uh, 12 volts in it can have only, only two amps. So you want to make sure that you get a good battery tester, and you put a load on that battery. As you put a load on that battery, then you can tell if that battery is any good. But is there a difference between the battery being no good and you need a new battery or the battery just being drained because it's a bad alternator or something? Good. Once you find out if the battery's good, what a lot of auto parts store wants you to do is take the battery out, take it up there, let them charge it for a couple hours or overnight, and then bring it back to you, and then they'll check it and see if it's good. Uh, I don't got got time for that. That's a lot. (laughs) Now, you know, as a check in that battery... That serviceable battery that has those caps on it, the best way to check a battery, that type of battery, is using a hydrometer. You're checking the specific gravity that's in that battery. Okay, you can't do that on a maintenance-free. A lot of maintenance-free batteries have the little eye on it. Have you seen those before? It's a little eye that turns black, green, and yellow. Okay. Okay. Well, green says it's good. You can look at it. Okay. Now, what would you think yellow says? Oh, that's warning. No. Oh. <laughs> that one's bad. Oh, okay. okay. The black is the warning. See, I think black was dead. Well, that's what it should be, but that's really not what it is. You know, they just changed that for some reason. But you look at the battery uh, indicator lamp, and what it does is a little floaty thing in one cell and it tells you if one cell is bad this is why we need cameras in here jay white just made the best you gotta be (laughs) kidding me that's a mistake face let's go to roxy and speak with lewis lewis we're glad you've called into autocorrect today what's your comment or question yes how y'all doing Doing great i have a a dodge 350 four-wheel drive and it's developed dev wobble and so I, look, I looked online, and there was a recall on the on it for for the front end, for the driver's side. So I took took it to the to the dealer, and they said that uh, uh the recall said uh, inspect and replace. And so the, the dealer they said they didn't they didn't uh replace stuff on vehicle at all. So what's my option? So what they say was what was the recall? What go back and tell me what the recall was? For the front suspension. Oh, okay. So what parts were they were inspect? What were they inspecting? What were they going to replace? 
Lestrade suspension. Okay, so you talking the about the rod, all that stuff, yeah. And they didn't find anything wrong with it. Oh, it's, it's something wrong because, like I said, I, I, I hit a bump. I'm not sure if you know what Jeff Wobble is on the solid front axles, man. It's, it's crazy, man. I, I can't, I can't drive it. Yeah, it starts shaking bump, real like, bad. Yeah, like yeah, real bad. Yeah, it starts shaking real bad, where it feels like that you want to slow the vehicle down in order to right. get it back under control. Right. But they didn't find anything. They said they didn't find nothing wrong with it. That's what they said. Uh, what I would do is take it to a regular shop and let them look at it. Because the first thing, uh, I'm not saying anything about dealerships, but uh, until they see a certain amount of wobble or a certain amount of play in the uh, different parts on that front end, they're not going to replace them. So what I would do is take it to another front end shop, let them look at it, let them tell you exactly what's wrong with it, if it's a tie rod in or if it's uh, the rack itself, and let them check that out. Okay, but, uh, but like I said, the, the, the recall said for the dealer to replace. Yeah, but you said they could either respect, I mean, they could inspect oh. it or replace. Right, right. Yeah, if, they don't fi- if they don't find anything wrong, they're not going to replace it. Okay, well, if something's wrong, I know that, but uh, all right, thanks. Mm-hmm. So the you need to say, hey, I know there's something wrong. You are a dealer. You need to replace it. Right, or take it to somebody else, let them look at it, and then while it's on the printout, because they're not going to charge you anything to look at it, then take it back to the dealer. All right. Oh, they don't do like a $75 diagnostic fee or something? No. Okay. All right. There's Good. a lot of places out there look at it because they want you to do the business with them, and so they're going to look at it and tell you what's wrong with it, and then you can just take it to somewhere else. Which is important to find a reputable mechanic. Right. And while the dealerships are lovely, sometimes they're not the best place to go for Maintenance. Right. It's just according what you want and at what type of relationship, I think, because you're going to have a good relationship with whoever you deal with. Coach, we got an email. Let's go. Um, here's one. It says, uh, when I start the engine on my Toyota, the following lights do not go out. Brake, check engine, ABS, VSC track, VSC off. I went to AutoZone, and they all they could suggest was the fuel cap not tight. Brake fluid and others all good. Do you have any other ideas? It's a two-wheel drive. I guess that means rear-wheel drive? Yes. Okay. Or, well, it could be a front-wheel drive. Okay. It's just not four-wheel drive. Yeah. Okay, but all the lights, when you said brake light, engine light, and the ABS, ABS is uh, anti-braking system, anti-lock braking system. VSC is vehicle traction control system. Uh, same thing with VSC track. And then all of those deal with traction. Okay, it could be a wheel speed sensor. Uh, one side of the wheel speed sensor could be bad, not reading. And let's go back to a wheel speed sensor. What it does, it tells the vehicle if it needs to take and put more brake to one side of the vehicle or another in order to keep it from skidding or locking up. And so, when all with when that goes bad, the wheel speed sensor, all that other stuff comes on because it can't control the traction of that vehicle. So it has nothing to do with a gas cap whatsoever. This has something to do either with your wheel speed sensor or something in the brake system. Let's go to the phones and go to Memphis and talk with Michael. Michael, we're so glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question for Coach Charlie? 
I'm sorry. Yeah, I would not put the chemical in there because they're talking about Loctite or something uh, or, right. J, or JB Weld because what's going to happen, you put that in there, you're not going to get the boat out. Okay, okay, just if you have a starter problem, that boat's stuck up in there. Okay, right. well, what I would do, uh, they do make stainless steel inserts and they do make um, helicoils. Okay, uh, helical, what you could do is drill out that. Is the boats uh, straight up and down? Or are they sideways? Or how does the boat go in there? They go, they go straight in. Oh, so from the bottom, right? Oh, I can't say. I haven't been under that truck for five, six years. I, I yeah, it's under the, the truck, but it goes. Uh, I think parallel with the ground, you know, that way. Okay, so what do you need to do there? If you the, remove the starter, if somebody could get in there and they could drill that hole straight and make sure that it's yeah. uh, just the next size up, as long as your bolt will go through the starter, you should be good to go. They can put an insert or a helicoil in there, and the helicoil is just more threads, and they can put that in, and that bolt will stay in there. So um, what happens if it doesn't go through the starter? What do you do if the bolt, the next size up doesn't fit? Well, what I would do on there, you can. There's enough room on that starter that you could drill through that bolt hole okay. and open yeah. it up just a little bit. Gotcha. You know, because you're not. It's, the bolt hole's not by the motor itself. You should be have enough room. You wouldn't need much in order to drill that through there. Okay, and you call a, a helicoil, is that what you said? Yeah, helicoil is what it's called. Helicoil. Right. Okay, right. and I want to make sure when you put that helicoil in there that you do put some type of sealant in there to hold that helicoil inside those threads that you're going to put in there. It's okay, something like the JB Weld. Or, or that well, I just put, I just put some Loctite. Yeah, don't put JB Weld in there because you can't get it out. A Loctite will break, and it'll uh, you can get the boat back out. Okay, great. Really appreciate your program. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Michael. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're learning about changing out your battery, but that's just between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'll tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. 
We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find in legal terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website at legalterms.mpbonline.org. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, recently retired from Clinton's High School Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I am Liz Gill. We hope that you have downloaded our app for your smartphone. I just love it. It's the MPB Public Media app. You can listen to our shows from anywhere in the world and make a contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. See, Coach, when you were on your cruise in Israel, if you'd had Wi-Fi, you could have listened to us from the app. That is right. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Okay, so in the news, just in time for summer. I have not seen where you can buy this, but Jalopnik is a website I like to go to. Keystone Light has partnered with a camouflage clothing maker Realtree to make a blow-up pool that fits in the back of your pickup. So there you go. It it, it, it fits the pickup bed. What we talk about that is a, a regular redneck pool. That's, That's right. That's what I would have. Yep, yep. <laughs> everybody in their camouflage trucks and everybody in lifted trucks with a pool. But that would be good. Yep. We're talking about changing your battery. I don't know that you'd want to drive with it full of water. No. There's a lot of weight in there. <laughs> Splash all over the place. <laughs> Email your questions to our address, auto at mpbonline.org. But it's a call-in show, folks. Get those calls in. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Let's go to Hancock County and speak with Jack. Jack, we're so glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question for Coach Charlie? Well, I need a little help with a nuisance on my truck. Um, For some reason, the seatbelt light stays on even if I've got my seatbelt on and I can't get it to go off. Is that something I can fix myself easily, or do I need to pay a shop to do it? No, what happens is that you the seatbelt, where you click it into, that part goes wrong and has a sensor in there, and that part goes bad, and maybe it could be the where you put the seatbelt in there. Maybe it's not reading that part of it to know that it's clicked in. So what you need to do there, you can go to the dealer or you can go to a junkyard or a salvage yard and you can get a new seatbelt or a used seatbelt and put it in there. Uh-huh. And it's pretty easy. You just on the left side, you got um, a big boat that holds it on. And on the right side, you got a big boat that holds it on. You may have to remove the seat. What year vehicle is this? Uh-huh. Okay. What year vehicle? All right. But it's in the buckle itself, you believe? Uh, yes. What year vehicle is this? It's a 2011. It's a Ranger pickup truck. Yeah, very simple. Just you got four bolts that hold the front seat in. Uh, just lift those, take those bolts out, lift the seat up, and you can just take those uh, seat belt out itself and replace it. Super. Thank you very much for your help. Yes, sir. Bye bye. Thanks for calling in, Jack. Let's do uh, another uh, email. This one is, hello, I need to purchase a fuel injector cleaner and sadly do not know what brand to purchase for my car. 
It's a 13 Buick LaCrosse Touring. I do not know if that makes any difference, but you never know. The last time I purchased injector cleaner, the person helping me tried to sell me the store brand because it was on sale. No, thank you. The car is running rough, and my conclusion is the injectors are getting a little clogged. I miss having a carburetor. Well, let's talk about that. Now, first, let's talk about the carburetors. The reason why we do have fuel injectors right now is because uh, we want precise fuel economy. We get better fuel economy with the injectors. But fuel injector cleaners, you could take it to a shop, and they could run fuel injector cleaner through the fuel rail. Or you can go to the store, and you put STP. You can put Fram. uh, You can put Seafoam. I like Seafoam just to put in my gas tank because really all you're doing is really dissolving the varnish on those injectors so those injectors open and close like they're supposed to and that seafoam really does a real good job of that we are told at kroger or walmart if you buy the store brand a lot of times it's made from the the regular brands uh they just you know package it under a a different name are any of these store brands do you know are they the real thing just store brand or are they kind of different well i hate to tell you they are almost the same thing they don't really it's just like a battery uh batteries used to be you could only get a diehard battery from sears now you get a diehard battery from advanced auto but it's the exact same thing. I used to work at a battery plant, so I'm telling you this, is that you all we did was just put a different label on them. You know, came off the same line. Same thing with injector cleaners. Uh, same thing with oil uh, fuels. Now, they may add a little bit different additives to your oil or a little different additives to your fuel, but it's really coming off the same line. All right. Let's go to Jackson and talk with Elisa. Go ahead. What's your, coach, your question for Coach Charlie? Hello. Hi, Elisa. Go ahead. What's your question for Coach Charlie? Uh, well, I, I guess I must have called the wrong time. I was talking about the automotive. That's I've right. Coach Charlie's light. got lots of, uh, he can answer your car and diesel questions. Okay. I've got a left turn signal light that works when it wants to. My right turn, I don't have any problem with it. Uh, my left turn... It just works when it wants to. Hey, what is it on? I'm sorry, what did you say now? What kind of vehicle is it on? 98 Dodge Grand Caravan. Okay, 98 Dodge Grand Caravan. What I would do the first thing there, if it works sometimes, it doesn't work others. Now, those bulbs in there are two filament bulbs, so that means that sometimes one of those filaments may be going out, but it's not, it's, it's, it's probably broken. And when you hit a bump or something, it comes back together. I would check the bub first on that left side. If it isn't the bub, I would check the uh, socket that the bub goes in. Because most likely it's either going to be that socket or that bub itself. You know, I would I would do the bub first, though. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We're discussing changing out your battery. We're also taking your car repair questions. You can send us your email to auto at 
mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. It's the Chevy Equinox. We'll have Coach's Tip of the Week. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. It seemed for a while that all the automakers were running their truck-based SUVs to drive more car-like. Now all their car-based crossovers are driving more truck-like off-road. And the latest example of that is a 2022 Kia Sorento X-Line. Well, the male side has the same concept car chisel appearance of the other Sorentos, except it has 20-inch alloy wheels and an inch higher ride height, along with LED headlamps, so it looks really nice. Inside, very luxurious. Bought captain's chairs, you got a third row of seats that fold down, Bose audio system, twin screen dashboards, they're real classy, and it also has a panoramic sunroof. Safety gear, of course, being a Kia trademark. So, four collision alert, auto brake, lane keep assist, rear cross path detection, and also a sensor that detects children in the back seats. Under the hood, it's a 2.5 liter turbocharged four cylinder, delivers 281 horsepower, 22 miles per gallon in the city, 27 on the highway. So base Sereno start just under $30,000. This one fully equipped, $45,120. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live Tuesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. is autocorrect. If you missed any of our program, you can go back and listen to the whole show from our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Well, you know, I just think about driving through the capital city and on some of our highways in Mississippi. And my tip of the day is says if you don't want to bounce, check those struts. If you don't want to bounce up and down. Struts. Ooh, and you can go back and listen to our transmission. No, no. this we, we did. We did a suspension show. That's right. I'll have the link for that suspension show on this show. Let's go to the phones and go to Mobile and speak with John. John, we're glad you called in today. What's your comment or question? Thank you, Liz, and good morning, Coach. Um, I had a question about the advisability of um, changing the fluid and filter in the, my. Mercury's transmission. 
versus having a flush. I spoke to a mechanic uh, two days ago, and um, he said that uh, a flush on a car with 156,000 miles would not produce adverse results. And, of course, the popular wisdom is if you flush a transmission on an old car, you're getting rid of the glue that holds everything together. You know, all the gunk w is actually preserving it. Um, can you... Can you advise if I should do this or just change the fluid and filter? Well, let's talk about this for a second. Uh, changing the transmission fluid, sometimes it can cause adverse reactions in the transmission. There was probably problems already there. Uh, as you drive a vehicle, that transmission fluid, uh, as you go up in miles, it, it gets hot and it gets cold. And... It gets thinner or it gets thicker due to uh, particles coming out of the transmission off the clutches. Now, when you like you say, when you flush it, the only thing is when you flush it, you never get everything out of the torque converter because the torque converter has all that fluid in it. And if you just change it, all you're doing is just changing the lower half of the fluid and the filter. That torque converter is still full of fluid unless it has a plug on it, and most of them do not have plugs on them. You know, I don't advise people to change transmission fluid all the time because they may have problems. Even our transmission show that we had uh, a couple of weeks ago literally advised the same thing. Okay. Uh, well, I actually had a Ford, my very first car, that I think I, uh, I'm not sure about this, but I think I stupidly poured motor oil into the transmission. And <laughs> And so I took it to a, a shop, and the guy took the, I guess, the bell housing off of the uh, transmission, literally drilled a hole into the torque converter and drained it that way, and then installed this little blast, uh, blast, brass plug that uh, would sort of unscrew to produce the same result. Uh, had you ever heard of that? I've never heard of somebody drilling in them. Uh, they do have them from the factory where they will have a plug in them. Some of them will have plugs. And now you only got to think about torque converters are weighted and balanced so uh -huh. you want to make sure that if you want to put a piece of metal in there that it's going to be balanced all the way around that's that could be a problem okay well i guess that's it thank you very much yes sir Thank you, John. We've been talking today, we talked earlier quite a bit about changing out your battery. And you mentioned about relearning how the, when you have the new battery in the vehicle, your vehicle has to relearn the information. Tell us a little bit more about that. So as we're talking about relearn, we're talking about a sequence. It's called a drive sequence. Okay, so if you go to an auto parts store and they put the battery in free, so they put the battery in and there are some batteries they will not install due to all the lights are going to come on and they don't know if they you know the relearn system. So what you want to do, make sure when you have a new battery put in that what sequence, sequence it takes to relearn those computers. Okay, because sometimes, like say, the windows may not go up and down. Uh, there's a lot of things that that battery controls, and it has to have a relearn system, and it's in sequence. And how how do you make sure it relearns? Uh, go to your uh, owner's manual, and it should tell you how to relearn. That owner's manual, oh, very see, very important. See, you know, we've I guess we've had this vehicle, my uh, my uh, new to me vehicle for a few months, and. I just, I get, I guess I, I love 
owner's manual. In fact, when I was little in cars, when we would we'd take lots and lots of road trips, and I never was a big reader of books, but I would read the owner's manual. You learn a lot from them. And but this one, I guess I just. I need to I need to put in the time so I can fully appreciate and enjoy my vehicle and get all the good benefit from it. Well, there's so many people buy these new vehicles and they don't know how to oper- even operate the radio. Yeah. Because they haven't read the owner's manual. Yeah. But I will tell you there are websites out there and I like all data. You can get a prescription uh subscription of that uh on a yearly basis if you're more than just uh, a handyman, you can get this and you can do this and use that website a lot. All right. Here, let's uh, let's do another email. Ha ha, I didn't give you this one because it was a really quick one. I bet you could look at without looking at it early. Okay, this is, uh, guys, it says, Steve says, code says catalytic performing below peak efficiency. What am I harming? How to fix. So what he's talking about is the catalytic converter is below threshold. So what that does, the catalytic converter, once again, it cleans the hydrocarbons from the emission system. So the emission system comes, uh, the exhaust comes out of the engine, it goes into the catalytic converter, it gets real hot, it reburns it, and now all the hydrocarbons are burnt and you're putting oxygen out into the atmosphere, not hydrocarbons. So if it's below efficiency, that means that it may be stopped up. And it will sooner or later stop up, and your vehicle is not going to run correctly. Can you clean a catalytic converter? On a diesel, you can. On a gasoline, you cannot. Right. It's called a particulate filter on a diesel, but it's called a catalytic converter on a gas. Oh, okay. So two different things. And those are expensive to replace. Very expensive. People are cutting them off and selling them. Right. I guess so. That's a reason to park your vehicle in a garage or in a carport if you have them. Yes, make sure that you're protecting your car, no matter what, if it's catalytic converters or anything else, you always want to make sure your car is safe. It It's such a shame when you hear about, like they, somewhere they took them off a whole bunch of school buses. Well, I'm just going to tell you, they took them off our church van. Oh, not the, the church van. Parked in the church, parking lot. Somebody came off with a sawzall and cut them off and took them with them. That... Boo on you. So once again, more things you put on a vehicle, and, you know, a lot of things are getting uh, short because our, uh, I want to say, uh, shortage of different materials and all, and so a lot of our auto parts and things to work on are getting a little short. I guess that's, uh, you know, a reason why you could look to a, a junkyard or a pick-apart kind of place. Do many... Well, I don't know if you know this. We may have to, uh, you know, do a show about what can be recycled from pick-apart places. Well, you know, I like going to salvage yards and just look around and because you can get all kinds of things from and a salvage yard gets a vehicle where maybe the right side is completely damaged and you can use the left side or maybe the rear taillight one's bad you can use the other one you know so there's a lot of good things you can get in a salvage yard i've got a lot of motors and parts from a salvage yard i think there's a designing women episode that's kind of funny because one of them got a dent in the car and so she went to the pick apart to help her friend and so she's walking in with a big bumper right <laughs> now the only thing is that salvage yards you used to be able to go in them by yourself 
stuff and look around. They don't let you do that anymore because people like to put things in their pocket. Oh, so uh-huh. once again, the liability of even going into a salvage yard. So a lot of times you got to call them and ask them, and they'll go get it for you. So they they know what all they have and what do they know what's damaged? No, so they've got an F one fifty truck. Do they know that the right side's damaged or this one the front end's wrong? Or yeah, I go to a place called Complete Trucks in Jackson and. Uh, he lets me walk to his salvage yard, and they have an inventory of everything they got. Just like, okay, uh, salvage parts, all of them, they have uh, inventory of everything they got. What a great database they must have. Oh, yes. Intricate to know exactly what they have and what they and you just get, you can email them, you can call them on the phone, they'll tell you exactly where it is and if they got it. Well, let's, uh, here, I'm, I'm writing down on a piece of paper, note for a future show, uh, what's a good thing, what's a good thing to get from a pick-apart and what's a not a good thing That's a good to show. get. Yes. Hey, folks, if you have any suggestions, what do you want to hear from Coach, other than your, your regular questions? If you have a show idea, hey, do my job for me. Send it to us. <laughs> Send it to us let us know what you would like to hear coach talk about auto at mpbonline.org is our website that'll wrap us up for today's autocorrect thank you jay white thank you michelle mcadoo and thank you coach charlie milton master technician he could be out on the riviera right now (laughs) but he's here with us we're so grateful that he volunteers to come and help us I'm Liz Gill. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.